Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Connected Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Ann, with a lovely host, Marianne, and our lovely guest, which we're going to introduce in just a little bit. And we are all so passionate about wellness. Here in this podcast, we look at the ways our physical, emotional, and spiritual health is all connected and how we can take better care of our whole selves holistically so we can live our best lives. We're really excited that you're here with us on the journey. Welcome to episode 23 of the podcast. Yes! And welcome to Dr. Mina Ayub. We're so happy to have you as yes! our guest. Yes, welcome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I'm so blessed to be here. So um, a little bit about Mina or Dr. A, Um, we go way back. I mean, how many years ago it was that you were in Pittsburgh? Um, Oh, like maybe seven. Yeah. Okay. Anything like pre-COVID is like a hundred years ago. So (laughs) (laughs) it's been a long time. Yeah. So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. A here. So um, he spent most of his years up north, trained at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, um, hence why I was so lucky to meet him. I trained in internal medicine. He's a board-certified physician and proud member of the American College of Physicians and the American Medical Society for Sports Medicine. So he left Pittsburgh in 2020 because... A lot of people do that because Florida, <laughs> right, for the weather and the beaches and all that good stuff. Um, but he, yeah, <laughs> there you go, this. right? Um, and he now has a practice called MDPRP Wellness. So you might need to tell us about the PRP, platelet-rich plasma therapy. Uh, but the mission of the practice is to provide quality, natural care for our patients for a more fulfilling and healthier life. So that sounds right up our alley uh, for mm-hmm. sure. So we're really excited to have you here, yes. um, Mina. And and I, I'm excited for what you're going to share for sure. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me here. And I listened to, you know, more than a couple episodes of your podcast. And I really love what you guys do. I think it's nice. And I like the vibe. So, you know, thanks for uh, letting me be on this for sure. Definitely. We're we're glad you like the vibe, as you could say. Good to know that we're hip. We have good vibes. No, yeah. Vibes are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of vibes, let's start off with, you know, positive vibes and talk about some wellness wins. Who wants to start us off? You feeling up for it, Mina, or would you like us to to start it off? Um, Sure, I can start it off. Yeah, so... My wellness win, I would say a couple new things transpired in the last week. One of them was actually just making my own, um, I, you know, elderberry syrup. I don't know if you guys are familiar with elderberry, but, you know, it's a, it's a very potent anti-inflammatory and immune uh, berry. And I just, you know, was experimenting, made my own syrup. A lot of people liked it. I liked it a lot. And then I made it and mixed it with this... Um, thing called sea moss and sea moss is like it's uh it's from the ocean usually in the caribbean islands and it has like over 92 minerals and really i used it for like a week and i just felt more energy wow. uh less inflamed and i and i felt really good so to me that was like a wellness win because mm-hmm. i felt you know doing this i made it myself i made the sea moss gel put my elderberry syrup in it and it was really a uh a really cool thing. You know, I really liked it and I ate all of it and I was really sad that I didn't have any more sea moss. 
Wow, where do you get sea moss from? So, you know, like you can get it actually from like natural food stores, but where I got it was at a farmer's market where the guy, he's actually very into holistic me- medicine, you know, into whole whole foods like in general. So he gets everything from a source where they grow it from the farm. So he got it from St. Lucia uh, in the Caribbean. Yeah. Um and so he like sources it from there and it was really cool. But they have it at the grocery stores here too. You can get it, you know, like um maybe the your local like natural food store. But um and it's it's really it, it smells like minerals. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it looks like seaweed but not green. You know, that's what mm. it looks like. So yeah. I do know a pretty good patent attorney. Uh, if you want to, <laughs> you know, make up this sea uh, moss elderberry concoction, that sounds great. I would definitely give it a try. Yeah. 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 Hey, I, I, will, I, I might have to ship you guys some. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's please awesome. do. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. How about you, Rachel? Uh, my wellness one, it's not as cool as sea moss, um, but I am still very jazzed about it. I, th- I forgot what episode it was, but I shared that I discovered that my local grocery store has flowers and they're just a cute, small, petite flower, like bouquets, and they're just very nice. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. And so I went grocery shopping last week and I was like, let's go see what the bouquets are like. And I got a really, really cute bouquet and I posted on Instagram just to be like, oh, my gosh look at this really cute thing that i keep doing for myself i'm gonna keep doing this and then my husband was like wow this is really beautiful look at what it does to our home and then environmental wellness was improved if you tuned in to last episode you know mm-hmm. exactly what that's about um and so it felt good to just do something kind of consistently because i don't know about y'all but like i'll do something that's good and then i'm like okay that was fine for like a season but i was like what if i just want to consistently do something nice for my home like mm-hmm really cheap flowers that are pretty. Um, So that's my wellness win is that I think I'm going to make it a thing to Mm -hmm. buy flowers for my home. And it makes me smile. Yeah. And there's something to be said for little rituals too, you know, Mm -hmm. like that make you feel good. So yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. How about you, Marianne? I'm sorry. What kind of flowers? Um, They're actually, let me see (laughs) if I can... The art of technology. Oh, Oh, there we go. So it's like a big like sunflower. And then there's like a few like red sunflowers with like yellow at the tip, which is really neat. And then there's a rose on the back end that you can't see by the wall. Nice. Nice. Some fall vibes, those colors for sure. Yes. Yes. Fall vibes. That's what we're going for. And it's like a bright fall, which I was like, ooh, yeah. Let's like be excited fall. So yeah, how about you, Mary? So last week, um, Chris, my husband, had a conference in a what I thought was a super random town. Do you guys know anything about Lancaster, PA? Yeah. Oh, did you spend time? Okay, so maybe <laughs> this is not going to sound weird to you, but like, okay, all in my head was Lancaster is like farms and Amish people. That's what I had in my head. But Chris had this <laughs> conference, and I was going to tag along. Um, Lancaster city, like the downtown is super cute and hip and like unbelievably nice. So I took a few days off work. I passed off my classes. I did some virtual classes and I really enjoyed just like wandering around this. It's honestly, I, when I looked it up, it, they called it like a little Brooklyn. 
Like that's how wow. good it is. Like the coffee shops. No, no, go I'm are so good. Prince Street Cafe. Uh, yes, Prince Street Cafe. We did go yeah. there. Yeah, the coffee shops are amazing. Like li- yeah. Chris is the biggest coffee snob, and he was so impressed that we came home with bags of coffee. They have an oh. amazing central market, like with all of these cool foods. I had like the best acai bowl for breakfast one day, yeah. uh, like cute little boutiques. Like, so my wellness win, I guess, is that I just really enjoyed this, like not um, scheduled time for me. Like mm. pretty much all of my time is very scheduled. Like I'm at this class, you know, this time I'm prepping at this time. I'm advising at this time. I'm working out. I'm food prepping. Like it's all very like you know, regimented, but I just had these few days where I could not really schedule anything. Mm. I wandered the streets. Uh, (laughs) The weather was amazing. I did, you know, I shopped like it was just, it was so relaxing. It was so nice. So thank you, Lancaster. I never would have thought like I'd want to go back. You know, know, uh, I grew up like 40 minutes from there. So yeah. So have you like spent time there? Has was it always that? Oh, yeah. Like Lancaster. So like Lancaster is so cool because um, there's a lot of good hiking there too. like the Turkey Hill Trail. Like just when you go up the mountains too, you'll go, you know, sheets. We have sheets in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. It's like a gas station similar to Wawa. And there because they have so many Amish they'll have a horse and buggy like designated <laughs> yeah, spot yeah at, at sheets and it's just like I'm like yo like that's so cool <laughs> yeah. yeah I loved it like literally I was like Chris you're going to this conference next year because I, <laughs> I want to come back to Lancaster right? you're gonna have to come back wow. yeah so so yeah that's, that's so little one. Brooklyn I'm like, okay, the New Yorker in me is like, mm, I must investigate this for myself. I literally Googled. Uh, but I love that. Like, I Googled, why is Lancaster so hip? Like, so I was <laughs> like, what is happening? Like, this, some, it just didn't mesh with what I expected. Yeah. But yeah, it was a yeah. good time. That's so cool. Okay, Lancaster. Cool. Yeah. I'll add it to my list. So yay for wellness wins, everybody. High five. Yay. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. But let's get down to business here. So, we wanted to talk with Mina because, um, well, you brought me this topic and it couldn't have been better timing because I was literally mm-hmm. thinking about it for my own personal reasons. Like, I think I might need mm-hmm. to work on inflammation. So mm-hmm. tell us, Same. tell us, Mina, why did you think this was an important topic and why is it such a buzzword like these days in the wellness world? Yeah, for sure. I think inflammation is is definitely a buzzword nowadays. And when I think of inflammation, I think of the root of all evil. Like I always get around and say inflammation is the root of all evil, you know. Um, but with that joke, there's a lot of truth. And basically, when you think of inflammation, you think of, I like to classify inflammation as like acute, like something very you know, you get injured, mm-hmm. um, you are going to have inflammation. It's going to be normal. You're going to be like, ow. And then your might, your arm might be swollen because you fell on it. Then it goes back to normal. So that's like, that's a good inflammation, mm-hmm. right? But the inflammation that we're talking about really is chronic inflammation, something mm-hmm. that's lasting three months, over three months, usually six months plus. And that's the inflammatory process that everybody doesn't want to have. And many of us, many Americans with the American way, the lifestyle, the diet, we do have inflammation. So when we think of inflammation, not something acute, but we think of chronic. And to me, like you have inflammation here and then you have this like this um, this this disease process that stems from it. And one of it is like heart disease stems from inflammation, cancer, Alzheimer's, even have pain, 
arthritis, Mm -hmm. acne, diabetes, you know, autoimmune disease, even lung disease or asthma, those can all stem from inflammation. So when we look at inflammation, it's like, what is the cause of inflammation and how do we prevent it from happening? Mm -hmm. You know? Wow. So, yeah. um, So I can definitely talk about that. But, you know, when we when we think of it in general, it's like inflammation. There's two big things for inflammation. There's reactive proteins in our bodies and these reactive proteins, they kind of like allow us to be in maybe chronic pain or have, you know, heart disease or, you know, because of high cholesterol, that's an inflammatory thing. Right. Or diabetes is inflammatory disease. So all of this stuff is inflammatory. And then you also have the biggest hormone of all cortisol. And cortisol is, is, a, is, a, is a root of all evil too. And that's, that's inflammatory too. Now, cortisol is not bad if it's acute inflammation, right? If it's something we felt, cortisol is going to be elevated. If we're stressed, it's going to be elevated for a bit. But if it's chronic, that's when we run into issues. Mm-hmm. So that's like a wow. brief intro. I don't know if, if that kind of covered the intro part. If you saw any questions about that part, I can definitely you know, get into that. Well, yeah, my question is like, if someone ha- has not reached any of those like disease states that you mentioned, how would you know if you're kind of approaching chronic inflammation? Are there like mm-hmm. some initial symptoms? Um, I feel like yeah. we all have like random symptoms here and there that we don't know where they come from, right? Yeah. Um, could that be inflammation? Or, or can you say like, how would I know if I need to deal with inflammation? Yeah, for sure. That's a really good question. So Basically, how we know if we have inflammation. <clears throat> so before we get to this disease process, your body is fighting it 24-7. So our bodies are, are basically going through this process of fighting inflammation. You're, you might be in an inflammatory state, but you're not in a disease state. You're just in a chronic inflammatory state. And some ways to know it is, for example, like someone is anxious. Someone is constipated. Someone has pain, right? Or you're always feeling tired. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going throughout my day. I get six hours, seven hours of sleep, eight hours of sleep, but I'm tired in the middle of the day, right? Mm. I'm having pain for no reason. Um, even loss in, you know, sexual pleasure, like things of that nature, That's that can mm. be stemming from inflammation. Um, also, the big thing that really comes to be is that you know, or just our skin, right? If, if, if you feel like you're, you're, you're not radiant, right? Mm-hmm. Things of that nature, or, or you're breaking out. Um, there's so it's a, it's a wide array of things, or I'm not losing weight, right? Just the fact that, Hey, why am I, I don't eat, but I'm not losing, you know, you have all the, a lot of people say it nowadays, like, Hey, I don't, I'm not eating, but for some reason I'm going to keep gaining weight. Mm-hmm. that might be a chronic inflammatory process mm-hmm. or my skin is just not clearing up. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's all these um, things that we don't think about, but then over time, you know, usually that person is doing one thing wrong or two things wrong or a couple of things wrong. And then that inflammatory process becomes a disease. Yeah. And whether that disease is a heart disease, you know, sudden heart attack, you're like, Oh my God, I didn't know. Right. It's like he was 45, but maybe that person actually lived with with an inflammatory process for about 10 years, but to them, it was just, I'm getting old, right? Mm. Or or things of that nature. And it's like, Mm. oh, you know, we're just all getting old and and that's how it is, right? But that's not really the, how it should be in my, in my opinion. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. I have 5 million questions, but I know Marianne does too. So I'll let her start. <laughs> well, I just want to know because I, um, if you don't know, Mina, I teach statistics. So I like need data. So how could I test to see, like, is there a test to know if I mm-hmm. have some high inflammatory response? Um, is it something yeah. that's normally tested, you know, that I could just ask my doctor or what? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great, great question. So in my practice, what what I do is test for inflammation. Say a 30-year-old a comes or a 35-year-old comes or anybody who's like, you know, in that, in that stage. And usually my patients, they come, um, you know, initially a lot of them come wanting PRP, which I can get into PRP later and what it is. But they come into wanting PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma. And we look at why they have pain and we, and, I, and we offer them inflammatory testing to see if we can give them PRP as a treatment, but at the same time, look at their inflammatory signaling. So the, the main things that we look for inflammation is one is cholesterol testing, hmm. just, just cholesterol testing, but it's an advanced form of cholesterol testing. So we take your cholesterol and we further stratify it by particle sizes. So you know, we have the LDL, for example, that's your bad cholesterol. The LDL can be classified as total LDL particle number that's large, medium, and small. So that's an, and that right there is an inflammatory marker. Then we look at something called high sensitivity C-reactive protein, which is called HSCRP. So HSCRP should be below one, but we'll have some people, I have, I have, a, I have a patient just last week, 35 years old, and hers is eight. You know, so, so you have, that's a big sign of inflammation right there, right? Then you do diabetic screening. You can do um, hormone screening, right? Your hormones can be depressed or they can be low. And that's also a trigger of inflammatory process. Then we have these other acute things like a sediment rate. We kind of see how your blood like becomes like, is it forming a sediment, like kind of like when you back in the day, I don't know if you guys have electric cars, when we used to have these oil cars, right? (laughs) You take it and you're like, the dipstick has some sediment on it, right? It's like, it's like kind of the blood can have that. And there's a way that we can measure that. And our blood, if it has sediment, that's a sign of inflammation. Hmm. So we have this, this whole array and then vitamin testing, absorption testing, you know, um, are we testing for your, your B vitamins, your vitamin D level, like vitamin D is closely correlated with inflammatory processes, right? So we test those and then the hormones. So I think with all that, um, you really give yourself a, a good overall picture. Mm -hmm. Wow. Would a normal doctor like do these or do you have to see some sort of specialist? So, you know, um, it depends. Most people do not test advanced cholesterol testing, mm-hmm. you know, and then we also go with the thyroid, right? The mm-hmm. thyroid's a big one, for example, but when the thyroid, we look at the thyroid antibodies, we look at the thyroid, the reverse thyroid, it's things that people are like, hey, we might overlook this, but do you have any antibodies to your thyroid? Cause you can have normal levels of thyroid hormone, but you can have antibodies. That's something creeping up that you might be hypothyroid in four years, mm-hmm. but you're just, having a little bit of the symptoms now, and then it's going to, you know, uh, manifest as a disease process, right. In four years, but, 
over in the next four years, you're like, dang, I've been suffering. And finally, someone told me I have hypothyroid. It's not because other doctors mm. were not paying attention and they didn't care. No, it's just because you were living with chronic inflammation and then bam, mm -hmm. your body is done fighting and then your thyroid hormone goes down, mm -hmm. right? So things like that. And then we look at the minerals. We look at, you know, like I said, the hormones. And then the other important thing that we look at is like uric acid levels. Mm -hmm. You know, uric acid is correlated with gout, but even uric acid can be a little bit elevated in some patients. That's a sign of inflammation. Mm -hmm. So, and then your iron levels and, and, and those are normal things. But the things that we take beyond is we also measure a protein called LPA2 activity. And that's inflammation inside the heart vessel. Mm. So inside the heart vessel, we or in not only the heart vessel, any blood vessel, we look at that. And if that's elevated, that's also another sign of inflammation. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of um, these inflammatory signals that we really um, look at for, for patients. And everybody's different. There's not really a clear cut for one person versus... Um, the other, you know, everybody um, is really different. Some people with genetic abnormalities, we might test um, oxidized LDL, like like LDL, which is your bad cholesterol, and we see if it actually became exposed to oxygen. And that's a predictor of heart attacks too. Mm -hmm. Or myeloperoxidase, which is another ox oxidative. You kind of have these antioxidants and you have oxidative radicals. And they kind of, antioxidants are good, the radicals are bad. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. test for that as well. Mm -hmm. So there's so much that we can test for, um, but not everybody gets all the testing yeah. per se. Yeah. Mm, wow. I feel like, I mean, if I understand correctly, it sounds like if you are somebody who's dealing with some type of kind of minor issue, but maybe it's lasting a really long time, or maybe if you're saying like, oh, it's just because I'm getting older, that that might be a sign that there are some inflammatory issues going on and you may want to seek additional uh, care. Is that accurate? Yes. Sure. Okay, gotcha. Uh, something that I have heard a lot, and I would love to hear your thoughts about, is the correlation between uh, mental health, emotional health, and also specifically inf inflammation. Um, so something that I deal a lot with my clients, if they have a history of trauma, there's typically chronic inflammation that they're dealing with, whether it's IBS, um, even like PCOS, there's a lot of inflammation that goes along with that diagnosis. Um, and like the, the correlation with um, their cortisol levels being really high. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you have thoughts about the relationship between our mental health and our inflammation, but I would love to hear more about that and, and what you think. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great, great question. By no means I'm an expert in any um, trauma or mental health part, but I do, I dabble a little bit in it, if, <laughs> if I can say, like in terms of just yeah. like our foods, right? And what we eat mm -hmm. and um I do, there's a very big positive correlation and, and a negative correlation if you're looking at it the other way, but there's a big correlation with the foods that we eat and our mental health. For example, some foods can provoke anxiety, right? Some foods can actually provoke, um, you know, like you have these, you have these doshas, which are the body's energies. And um, that's like in um, Eastern medicine. And you have this like vatha, which is like the driving force of, of the nervous system. And some people are primarily Vatha. They're like the skinny type of people and they think with the air and they just have this, like, they're, they're just like, you know, they, they, there's some things that will 
get them anxious really quick, like fatty foods or, or just like oily foods, things like that. And then you have this like energy that's like a pita and the pita is, is kind of like this like middle, middle energy. And that's like a fire, fire energy in a way. And the pita is like a medium built. And there's some things that will actually get them also anxious, depressed and not depressed. So it's, it, and then you have this kapha, which is, um, which is kind of like a bigger, heavier set individuals. And, you know, we know for them, it's like mainly like some, even vegetables, like if they eat too much of raw vegetables, for example, that can set them as an imbalance, right? So I think that's just like dabbling, like kind of like just touching the surface of that. But if we look at it primarily that yes, like mental health, like if, if we know there's a, there's a correlation between just like high fructose corn syrup and depression, and ADHD, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just that or sugar, right? Too much of the sugar. Like we know there's these correlations and food it really is healing for our body. So that's why like even just like a, every layman knows it. It's like a mom doesn't give her kids sugar at night, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to go crazy. They're going to be off the roof or, or like sugar at all, for example. And that, or caffeine, right? Caffeine can be a stimulant in, in that way. So it's just... It, there is a very big correlation between the foods that we put in our bodies and and how um, we really respond to it, in, in my opinion, and how we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I attended a great seminar on like the gut brain uh, and like the gut mind mm-hmm. connection. And yeah, that was huge about how like there's, uh, I want to say there's like more neurons in our gut than there are in our brain or something like that. It's just crazy. And how like there's more serotonin that's produced in the gut than in the brain. So it's like a huge uh, connection, like you said. And and that's why I love mm-hmm. whenever we talked, we had a holistic psychiatrist on here, um, Dr. O'Leary one time, and, and he really talks to his patients about everything, you know, all the dimensions of wellness. And that should be one of the things, like if someone comes in Mm -hmm. depressed or anxious, you should probably Mm -hmm. talk about their diet. Like maybe that's not going to cure their depression and anxiety, but it could be a contributing factor, you know, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, For sure. And then the other Mm -hmm. thing I wanted to say, the, those interesting words that you used, was that a little bit of, uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce it, Ayurvedic medicine? Yeah, Ayurvedic. Okay, yeah, yeah. like uh, like the kind of ancient Indian practice. Yeah, I mean, it's really fascinating, like the connections that have been made for thousands of years and like known for thousands of years. And now, you know, we're like, oh, maybe we should pay attention (laughs) to this. Mm. Like this could be helpful, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I I think it is important. I think what you were saying, um, you know, what you just said, like, is 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 very important really to like keep in mind Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah 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 um something that i'm wondering about is like for people who are like wow uh like mina is saying a lot of things i'm pretty sure i have some inflammation issues going on what is something that you would recommend that they do like should they adjust their diet first should they is there a specific doctor they should see and what are the words that they should say um do they need to google something so i guess like what are some helpful tips for someone who's beginning to understand like ah i might have inflammation especially let me sorry let me just add because i feel like you said based on our american um lifestyle and diet we can Mm -hmm. probably all assume we have some (laughs) inflammation you know maybe at a different level but like i feel like that's a safe assumption yeah 
Yeah, yeah, the American diet is not healthy. Yeah. Like that is like, we all know this. They're like, do the Mediterranean diet, have your seafood and your vegetables. And I was like, mm, America says burger. So <laughs> I, I I definitely, I, I feel that. No, I, I think that's true. And then, you know, now it just, I, I was, what you were saying, Mary, too, before about the, the brain, you know, the brain gut association, right? And, you know, even now there's this big, big initiative on the weight loss medications, right? Um, have you, you guys have heard of Ozempic, for example, and um, Trulicity and all that good stuff, Wygovi, um, all that, all that, what's that's doing is that's, that's a protein analog and it's called a peptide and it's called GLP-1, glucagon-like peptide. And that peptide is present in your brain and your gut. So that just lets us know that, you know, people have early satiety because of the brain gut association. Mm -hmm. So really you eat with your eyes before you ever eat with your mouth, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You eat, you know, before you ever actually put the food in your mouth and chew, you're salivating in your brain first mm -hmm. and you're thinking about the food first. So that's why it's very important to have that healthy association with food and it's easier said than done, but it's a training mm -hmm. kind of like weightlifting or, or jogging or whatever it may be because there's a big big, um, you know, brain, brain gut association. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. my recommendations is always, um, you know, for my patients, a general recommendation not a tailored recommendation. Mm -hmm. I think for someone to have a tailored recommendation, they should see like a regenerative integrative physician, someone who is more holistic approach, but also not really against in my, in my practice, I'm not against Western medicine, but I'm also not against Eastern medicine, mm -hmm. right? I'm, I'm kind of seeing that balance and seeing what the patient needs. But the first thing is, number one is, are you drinking enough water? <laughs> mm, right. That's are real. Just, just, are you drinking enough water? Right. We say seven to eight cups of water. A cup is eight. Ah, here we go. <laughs> well, you guys are doing better than me. I have nothing next to me. Bang. <laughs> but um, it's like, you know, a one cup is eight ounces, right? And you are you drinking eight cups of water in Florida here? I'm like telling them you double that you're losing like eight ounces mm -hmm. an hour yeah. because of the heat and the humidity yeah. all year round, you know? So, you know, here I tell my patients like 12 cups a day. Right. Mm -hmm. So are you drinking enough water? Because water is your body's made of pretty much water. Mm -hmm. Right. And if we're not drinking enough water, then that's the first step to actually being um, inflamed. The second thing is mindfulness, like just practicing, being mindful of where you are in the day, right? In, in, the, in, the, in the whole day, like keeping 20 minutes per day just to be mindful and to allow yourself to just really, you know, think of something that takes you to a happy place or think of something, uh, import, you know, important for you or whatever it may be, right? Mm -hmm. And then with mindfulness, with the, with the whole thing is kind of mindful eating. Mindful eating is like, ask yourself, why am I eating? Right? Why am I eating? Am I really hungry? You know, or, or what is it? What is this? How is this serving my wellness long-term? Like, if, for example, I'm going out to eat every day. How is this serving my wellness long-term? Is this how I, is this treat worth how I will feel later? right? Mm. Maybe I'm going to gain two pounds if I'm eating McDonald's every day for the next two weeks versus meal prepping, right? 
Um, and does this, does this like taste like, how will this provide healing for my body? So I always think of, of that part is mindful eating. Why am I eating? Right. Why am I eating? Am I, and am I really hungry? Right. Mm. That's the thing. And will this provide healing for my body? Mm-hmm. And then, and then the other thing is, am I fully present while I'm eating? And I think that's the big thing is wow. that like, you know, is, is the, is the big thing of that, you know, am I just like on a rush driving to work, eating a bar, right? Because I have to have breakfast, for example, and that's the thing, or is this like, is this like um, a process of, of actually like saying, okay, I want to sit down and be mindful. And then the other thing is really the general tips, like in general for eating is like, keep chewing, don't swallow, keep chewing, chewing, you know, express, you know, gratitude, even for like the, where the food came from, for the farmers, for where, what had like, you know, that you can have food on your table. And that's like, um, that's another thing that, that, that in part will allow people to actually just eat less by nature, right? Just eat less and more of the right things. Yeah. Then the other thing that I that I that I think is important is is the is the three is the two things that we always the three things no drugs no tobacco limit your alcohol right that's just like what the, those three things right there those alcohol is a cause of inflammatory processes alcohol causes inflammation we have this thing here that people are like well I didn't do anything I just went out my coworkers had two drinks barely ate anything right and whatever but that's inflammation right there. You're literally giving yourself alcohol. And if you're doing this on a daily basis or a weekly basis, it's not even good. Even if you're a weekend drinker, not good, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's that part of resetting the body. We're talking about resetting mm-hmm. the body, finding where you're at, and then reintroducing things. Um, and then you got to focus on your drinks. Like, what are you drinking? Like, regardless of alcohol. You know, you have this like easy thing that people are like, yeah, I'm going to go out to eat. I'm going to get some nuggets, some French fries and a Coke, Coke, diet, ah, diet Coke. Yes. <laughs> oh, Bro, that kills me. That kills me. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? You're going to get a diet. Just have the Coke and enjoy your life. Right. Um, so that's the thing. Like, it just doesn't make sense. If like, you know, diet, diet Coke is literally worse than normal coke and coke is the worst thing you can have for your for your for yourself so that says a lot right mm. that coke is bad diet coke is even worse so you're really not doing yourself a favor you're mm. probably gonna lose weight or not gain weight and if you're eating mcdonald's with a normal coke then with a diet coke mm. wow like, you know what i mean so that's the thing wow. it's because the brain the brain gut association your brain isn't it is, is it, you're not, you're going to trick your brain into doing the opposite of what you want, mm. right? You're still, you're, you know, they did the studies. You're still going to release insulin with, with diet Coke, right? Mm. Like you're still going to release insulin and insulin is, is what makes you, you know, what, what stores the, the sugar molecules into fat, right? It's not diet Coke is not going to cause a sugar spike. That's what we're people, are, but it's, but it doesn't matter if it doesn't cause sugar spike. Overall, you're going to still release insulin, maybe not in that hour, but over time, you're going to mm. release insulin. That's why people, on average, they're uh, more overweight when they drink diet drinks than normal drinks. Mm. And then th- the second thing is like, so you want to, 
you want to avoid carbonation, carbonated beverages in general, just water. You can add lemon to your water. You can add berries to your water. I tell my patients, put some strawberries, put some lemons in there, put, you know, and, and the other thing is that's, that's really cool what you were saying, Mary, because I do believe heavily in the Bringa Association. There is a new thing that people are selling now. It's like you put this, like, it's like a water bottle and you put this like ring on it. And that ring makes you smell the the peaches. Oh. It's just it's like a peach. It's like a peach. Um, it's like a peach scented ring mm-hmm. on the water bottle. And then while you're drinking, you sniff, and it tastes like peaches. Yeah. So people, you wow! know, it, I've never but seen that. It's yeah. So, yeah, it's so weird, right? It gives them that fix, but no, you don't need that necessarily, right? You don't know what's in that and this and that, but that tells you heavily how your brain will smell something and taste yeah. it at the same time while it's not in your yeah. mouth. Mm-hmm. So that like that tells you how like how how there is a strong 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 brain gut association. I, yes, I have a, I have a couple <laughs> questions because you said a lot of things. But first of all, what about everybody's favorite drink, seltzer? So you're saying seltzer's bad? Be- oh, the bubbles because you said no carbonation. I mean, and that's okay if it is. I just want to know because a lot of people drink seltzer. Uh, so seltzer is not bad in nature, but the problem with carbonation is one thing. And, you know, hopefully Chris is not listening, but I think <laughs> he can correct me, but the tooth enamel, mm-hmm. right? Cause he's, I know he's a dentist, but it destroys your tooth enamel. Even if so there's the, no the problem, like fake sugars or anything in it, it's still bad for you. No, the problem is carbonation can lead to leaky gut syndrome. Mm-hmm. Number one, because of the carbon, you know, carbon dioxide mm-hmm. in there and there's so much carbonation. So you're creating these gases and everything, and that can lead to the leaky gut. And then number two is that it does over time ruin your tooth enamel. And that those are the big things about it. So, you know, the other thing is that's not establishing a healthy correlation. I mean, some people in the beginning, that's fine, but we're talking about, you know, if, if someone is drinking, you know, like, 10 cokes a day and they're switching to 10 seltzers a day i'm pretty sure that's a lot yeah, better yeah. than 10 mm. but the problem is over time you want to switch from the 10 seltzers to maybe two seltzers and and eight yeah waters. i got you okay sorry i have to go back to one other thing i know alcohol obviously you know it's alcohol is bad but remember you were talking about antioxidants versus oxidants so we all hear about red wine is antioxidants. I was thinking that. So like, <laughs> does that include one glass of red wine a day, a week? Is that still technically going to cause an inflammatory response? So I, I so, you know, um, it's a good, it's a good thing. Like that qu- first question is what is a glass of wine? You guys know, like how many ounces? Five, I think that? five technically is like the serving size. Yeah, for, you know, for, um, for, I think what it is, is like, um, is, is five ounces. Yeah. And that's one, one, five ounces, I believe is for wine and then 1.5 ounces for liquor. Mm -hmm. Right. And the thing is you have this, um, you, you, so five ounces, how many people are drinking five ounces? (laughs) I mean, Maybe wow. six. I don't know. Like, yeah. Like, honestly, when we have a glass of wine with dinner, which is not every day at all, you know, it's like yeah. a reasonable glass of wine because we are very, like, good adults. Like, we must adult, you know, in the morning, and <laughs> so it's like one glass <laughs> of wine. But yeah, I'll speak for my yeah. for I, myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't drink, so 
I think it's it's not you know it's not you know red wine especially because of the chemical resveratrol which is you know a precursor to something called glutathione and glutathione is a potent antioxidant in the body so I think red wine is okay but the thing is does it come this is the problem where we come into play we're drinking that coke in the morning for most people not maybe not you but the coke during lunch and then the red wine at night that's that's where it's a problem that those two are not mm-hmm. you're actually going to do yourself more of a harm because mm-hmm. you're having too much sugar versus non-sugar okay. so i think if you're living a healthy lifestyle and you're having you know uh five ounces of wine every night and you're living a pretty healthy lifestyle that's okay mm-hmm. but if you're trying to find the root cause for inflammation it's not okay i got you mm-hmm. and that's thing Mm -hmm. yeah wow oh so interesting i know we're starting to wind down um i don't know marianne do you have a a last minute question or do you want to throw it to me do you have a burning one because i i always Um, have questions yeah yeah (laughs) let's go with marianne's burning question okay well burning might be dramatic but okay so i brought (laughs) this up before the world of supplements is overwhelming for all of us so is there one supplement, vitamin, et cetera, that you would say, if you want to decrease inflammation, try this? Um, <laughs> so that's a really good question. I think, you know, the, the thing about supplements, let me just get started on that and say supplements do not replace whole foods yeah. and not the grocery store, whole foods. Yeah. foods. <laughs> And, <laughs> and the thing is, supplements do not replace that. The, the thing is, we always need a supplement vacation, regardless of what supplement we're taking. You want to give your body a vacation. You can't be taking a multivitamin. Multivitamins are garbage, in my opinion, right? Multivitamins are a scam. They don't do anything. They're teaching us to replace whole foods. They're teaching us. And the thing is, pe- people do not live longer with multivitamins. They don't do better and all that stuff. Now, after I just got my little, you know, speech about that, the best two supplements for, you know, inflammation and to target that is going to be turmeric. Turmeric is is my favorite, right? If you're just kind of like throwing a blanket statement and you say turmeric is is the best anti-inflammatory thing. Turmeric, they did a study versus, you know, just in general decreasing joint pain. Even turmeric, a new study just came out, a very big study on turmeric versus, um, you know, acid blockers like Prelisec. Mm-hmm. Turmeric did a lot better with no side effects, wow. right? Wow. So you want to do turmeric and you want to do a high potency turmeric that's 95% uh, curcuminoids, right? Which is going to be the high potency extracted turmeric and you want it to have, you know, black pepper in it, which is purpurine um, to get you better high absorption. That's the best thing right there is turmeric for that, and you want a high dose. Um, you're never going to see instantaneous results mm-hmm. with with this stuff. You're going to wait about four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. So people, people think it's like popping an Advil, right? It's not going to be the same thing, mm-hmm. not the same. And the second one that, you know, is definitely on the market a lot people hear about is ashwagandha. Mm-hmm. Ashwagandha is mm-hmm. a good one. It's a very anti-stress. It's uh, it de- it's known to decrease a little bit of cortisol, you know. But the problem is there's not enough randomized studies on it. So if you want the data, you're not going to find the data on ashwagandha. 
but it's more anecdotal, but it does work, you know, from a lot of patients. I, I, I give it to them. The only problem with ashwagandha is it can cause depressive moods if you use it long-term mm. or it can mm. cause, it can cause like, you know, things of that nature. So that's why it's more of a, like a, like a pulsatile. I just use it like two months, three months, discontinue it. But turmeric is going to be your, your, um, your winner. Nice. Pretty much. <sighs> wow. This is so awesome. I'm kind of low key patting myself on the back because the things that you were like, do this, do that. I was like, check, check, check. <laughs> One of them I was like, oh, Rachel, we did not check. So my takeaway is to check all of the things that Mina told us to do to check our um, yeah. our inflammation. Um, and Mina, if people want to get in touch with you or your practice, are there any places they can find you like on Instagram, social media, the website, anything? Yeah, for sure. MDPRP.com and MDPRP, Platelet Rich Plasma, which I didn't go over it, but maybe one other time I will. Yeah. And, um, or you can MDPRP Wellness is my Instagram. Okay, um, cool. I don't manage it, but someone else manages it because I hate social media. But <laughs> <laughs> I love but, it. Yeah, love so that. MDPRP.com or MDPRP Wellness on Instagram. Uh, and the same one is for Facebook as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll link it all below. Um, so go ahead, hit up Mina, ask him all of your inflammation questions or the social media manager. who will then ask <laughs> Mina all of the questions. And if you're in the Florida area and this is sparking a lot of interest for you, definitely go see him. Um, and I, I don't know, I'm hearing a lot of get the care that you need. That's something mm -hmm. that I was, um, maybe a background message that I was getting from what you were sharing, Mina. So thank you so much for being here. Um, we really yeah. hope that people do connect and, and ask you and really learn about these things. If you want to get in touch with us, we are on Instagram, um, Connected Wellness Podcast. We're also on Facebook, Connected Wellness Podcast. If you want to email us, connectedwellnesspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to me specifically, Real with Rachel Ann on Instagram. If you want to reach out to Marianne specifically, she's at Wabasaba on Instagram. All of that will be linked below. So do not stress at all. And yeah, uh-huh. And no, and it, thank you so much for having me. And the other thing I, you can always, if anybody wants to email, it's wellness at mdprp.com as well. Mm, beautiful. Can. We'll add the email. So you can email, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, um, Mina yeah. and website. website. I forgot website too. So okay. we will, we got all four, all four covered. Um, and without further ado, I'll hand it over to Marianne to, to close this out for today. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in. Thanks again, Mina. It was lovely to have you and very informative and slightly um you know uh, i don't know what the word is i feel slightly attacked <laughs> just, just because you know of the seltzer in my pantry and the extensive uh wine collection oh. in our dining room but you know <laughs> but i know i totally hear you and, and feel you and i'm a huge proponent of balance but i understand um like if you're trying to really deal with an inflammation problem like try to cut out all sources and then go from there and probably see a yeah. doctor and yeah for yeah. sure reset and then reintroduce yeah, yeah. you know even and it's all tailored with your blood work yeah too, in my yeah. opinion well thanks again everybody and uh we hope that you'll you be well until next time awesome be well everybody bye, bye. bye.